Words from the Hills, reconfigure your life, change your heart, and prepare you for all that God has destined you to be. Welcome to the Hills Church. It's very easy for us to approach you with a jingle prophecy. Do you know what a jingle prophecy is? You know, 2020. The year of the penny. Who said that? Well, that's not even a good one. 2021, the year of... That's the rhyme with one. You, you know what I mean. It, it's very easy for us to say, this is the year where things are going to get better. We're going to see an end of 2020. We're going to see an end of 2021. 2022, God's going to sweep across the sky and blow COVID-19 away. And you'll never see Omarion or Omicron or whatever Megatron it is ever again. And it's so easy for us to say all those things. But I don't actually believe that's the year we're coming into. Actually, um, when I first moved here, I had uh, an encounter and it's very easy for prophets to have vision encounters where we see in the spirit or we see in the supernatural. But this was an encounter where I was seeing something in the natural through supernatural eyes. How I many you know what I'm talking about? You know, you start seeing number plates. Who sees number plates everywhere? Who, who wakes up and their clock says 707 or 7788? You see what I'm saying? So those are natural things supernaturally. God opened the eyes of Hagar and she saw a well of water. The well was always there. It was God opening her eyes supernaturally to see something that was always there. And so I had one of those encounters and you'd never discount them. Listen, how many of you know if God's giving an encounter, you take it wherever you can find it. Amen. But it's up to us as the spiritual people to discern what the Lord is doing and saying. It's the glory of God to conceal a thing. It's the glory of us to search out the matter. Just going to keep an eye on the time. And so I was having this encounter. What happened was it was about midnight and I was feeling hungry. All the men know what I'm talking about, the midnight snack, where you sneak downstairs, you know what I'm talking about. You just eat it by your wife in the bedside, but she can hear you nibbling because she's always the light sleeper of the pack. She's like, I can hear you. So I went downstairs to look for a snack. It was midnight and I, it was a, we just moved into this house uh, in Nigeria, so I didn't know where the light switch was. And so I took my glow-in-the-dark wristband and I held it up in front of me to try to find my way downstairs and then to try to find my way to the fridge. And as I finally find my way to the fridge using this wristband, all of a sudden I heard the Lord say something so loud and clear that I knew it was the word of the Lord for 2022. He said, it's time for my people to learn to glow in the dark. Oh yes, you can clap for Jesus, come on. And all of a sudden as I, as I heard this, first thing I realized was that I was trying to navigate. Second thing I realized was I said to myself, I can't find a light, let me use the least thing that I have to navigate. Third thing was the Lord said, it's time for my people to learn to go on the dark. But you know, you, you hear something like that. And if, 
if you're not in the spirit, because I really wasn't, I was looking for food. So if you're not in the spirit, you're not looking for a deep conversation, you're looking for chicken. Amen. And so I went, I ignored it. I almost ignored it. I half baked, I gave God a half baked amen. I was like, well, this amen. And I took my food and I went upstairs and then I went to go have a shower. And whilst I was showering, I saw something glowing in the corner of my room, of the bathroom. And it glowed like um, the same glow of my wristband. And I was so startled, I jumped out of the shower. <laughs> I did, I, you know, listen, if angels show up and they say fear not for a reason, because listen, you're gonna be afraid. So I thought maybe there's an angel, it looked like a spark, like when somebody's working on, um, on not a drill, like someone's using a, 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 there's sparks flying everywhere. You know what I'm talking about. That's what it looked like. And so I called my wife and I said, hold the camera, there's something here. And we looked and it was a firefly glowing in the dark. Man, if I was wise, I should have brought the video here to show you guys, but it was glowing. And I remembered what the Lord said to me only a few minutes ago. It's time for my people to learn to glow in the dark. And the Lord wanted to make sure that I understood exactly what he was saying. Listen, can I tell you something? For those of you who are believing 2022 is the end of all of the problems and the shaking is going to be over, darkness will get darker. We're gonna see more variants of this virus than we saw this past year. And bless God, I believe it's, they're gonna weaken in effect, but we're still going to see the same levels of control, the same levels of, of things we've seen already. And many of you, how many of you saw the prophetic word that the Lord gave about nine years left? Who watched that prophetic word? I just wanna make sure who's going to heaven. Okay, good. I'm joking, I'm joking. And so if you watch that word nine years left, what you would have realized was not nine years to the return of Christ. It's not my, uh, Jesus is not gonna tell anyone when he's coming back. In fact, Jesus doesn't even know when Jesus is coming back. And, and so it's not nine years to the return of Christ, but the Lord said nine years left to the shift from one crisis to another crisis. And the new crisis will be the climate, the climate give us power and will act to save the planet. And I saw in a vision, people giving power to government to move from COVID-19 to climate change, becoming the conversation. And lo and behold, a couple of months later, a newspaper came out, John Kerry and Joe Biden, we have nine years left to save the planet. You could not make this up. What God had already spoken about was already being spoken even in the media. And I encourage you to watch that prophetic word. But at the beginning of the year, I saw the clock still spinning. And the first word I heard the Lord say was eight years left. And can I tell you, when I saw this clock spinning the first time, I actually tried to reach out my hand to stop it. But I knew that if I reached out my hand to grab it, that my hand would fall off. I knew that when God swung that clock, I could feel the wind of that clock. 
that nine years will feel like nine months and my, nine months will feel like nine hours and nine hours will feel like nine minutes and nine minutes will feel like nine seconds. I knew if I reached out my hand to grab that clock, my hand was going to be gone in that moment. That God was so serious about the season that we're in that we were going to hear prophets say this season is going to be over COVID is going to go away but listen woe to the prophets who prophesy peace peace where there is none the clock is swinging and we are in a prolonged season of judgment and some of you will say judgment oh god what are we going to do in judgment time listen the book of isaiah says when your people see judgment, they'll learn righteousness. You don't have to give me a half-baked clap. I already got my clap from Jesus this morning. We don't need your amens. It's okay. But let me, I'm just here to tell you what the Lord said to me, okay? The clock was swinging. God says eight years left. The season is changing. We're now in a mode where God says, when my people see judgment, they will learn righteousness. And I'll tell you what, when Hurricane Katrina happened, the church was filled. When September 11th happened, the church was filled. When COVID happened, half a billion online, 500 million online services. Because when people see judgment, they turn to God. When the plane's about to crash, everybody's a Christian. So don't see judgment as a bad thing. We're coming into judgment for harvest's sake. I'm going to say that one more time. We're coming into judgment for harvest's sake. We are going to see an unprecedented revival and an unprecedented harvest like we have not known before. But hear what the Lord said to me next. The Lord said to me next, he said, he said, in 2022, we are going from plagues and pestilences to wars and rumors of wars. And actually, I, I had a rough encounter where I was, and I'm just going to share a little bit. I will release the full uh, word later. But I had an encounter with the Lord where I was standing. First of all, I was standing in the, in the mountains with the Lord, and I was standing in this very cold place. And all of a sudden, I realized I was standing in the Himalayas. And I saw on one side China, and I saw on another side India. And I saw the Lord standing battle ready for a war that looked like it was getting ready to start or stop. And I said, God, what's going to stop this war or start it? And he said, the church. But this will be a war that if the church could prevent a world war through prayer, I saw that happening for some reason right there in Nepal. And I don't know why the Lord was speaking to me about Nepal, but listen, everybody only, most people only care about prophecy when prophecy speaks about them, right? Or when prophecy speaks about their country. But there are stronghold nations that the Lord is speaking about during this time, that if the saints stand in the gaps 
And if the saints partner with heaven, you can halt something that the enemy is trying so hard to accelerate. Because people are saying these are the end times. Can I tell you, Apostle Paul was saying it was the end times. Right? We're not in the end. Oh, no, there's more. We are not in the end. In fact, the Bible says we are not in the end. The Bible says these are just the beginning of sorrows. So for those of you who are packing your bags to catch your first class ticket to heaven, this is not that time. This is actually a time where God is posturing us for harvest. And we are going to see in the nations, from plagues and pestilences to wars and rumors of wars, we are going to see the greatest revivals and moves of God than we have ever known before. But what does that mean? It means get the sickle in your hand. It means go from being a sheep that needs saving to being the answer to prayer, a harvester for the harvest. Because the harvest is ready, it's the workers that are few. And so what God is getting ready to do is he's going to mobilize a working army. And I'll tell you something, Nigeria, something that the Lord said to me, and this was not a fad, it was not a gimmick, it was not something to make everybody shout, but Pastor Easy said it, it's in my notes. The Lord is getting ready to raise up a new breed of apostles and prophets, predominantly, but not only, but predominantly among women. I saw it so clear. And all of a sudden, a friend of mine said the same thing. Uh, Pastor Shola put out a video. The Lord's getting ready to raise up a new breed of apostles and prophets among women. Why? Because and many of you may not know this terminology, but there are sent ones that God is releasing in the earth in this season. And it's not going to be about much talk. It's going to be about power and demonstration. Final thing I heard the Lord say, and this is not the final thing, at all, but I just want to say this very quickly. I said to the Lord, what about Nigeria? And I'll tell you something. Nigeria's future is hanging in the balance. Nigeria's future is hanging in the balance. It is so hanging in the balance that it almost felt like what happened in the U.S. is a mirror of what's happening in Nigeria. There is a decision God is waiting for the church in Nigeria to make to decide how heaven moves forward. And it's almost like, I don't know if there are any prophets in the house who know what I mean when I say it's almost like there's silence in heaven. You can pray for Nigeria, you can fast for Nigeria, you can cry for Nigeria, and there's still silence in heaven. And if you're not careful, you'll misinterpret the silence as rejection. When the silence is really God saying, I'm giving you a decision. We are right now prophetically on the Hebrew calendar, we're in the year of P-E-H, pay. It is the year of the mouth. In fact, when Elijah prayed uh, for a new mantle shift and Elisha came and Elisha said to Elijah, I want the double portion of what's on your life. 
the word portion in the Hebrew is I want a double mouth. I wish somebody could help me preach today. He, he, he's saying, I want your mouth, I want your utterance times two. I need, I need you to understand that every single weapon in the arsenal of the body of Christ is defensive. There is only one offensive weapon. It is the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And so what Elijah was asking for was a double-edged sword. I need, I need a, I need a double sword. I need a sword times two. I need a kind of sword that penetrates darkness. Today's messages and today's teaching is grounding you and discipling you. But if you were to swing the message in the air, it would not penetrate much. It's almost as if, if we're not careful, we lose our edge. I hope somebody understands what I'm saying. We lose our penetration. We lose our ability to be able to swing this sword and it cuts through darkness. And so when Elisha was praying, he said, he said, I need you times two. I need something that when I speak a word, atmosphere shift. When I speak a word, waters part. When I speak a word, the dead hear it and begin to rise to life. I need a double portion of your speech. I need, I need utterance. I need to go into a realm where I say, be healed and you're healed. I need to go into a realm where I say, come out and the devil comes out. I need to go into a realm where I have to call Lazarus to rise. Because if I just say rise, every dead body would rise up. I need the kind of anointing that when I open my mouth miracles happen this is what he was praying for he was praying for utterance he was praying for penetration he was praying for something beyond what ears could hear because today's believers mock their salvation by how many followers they have on Instagram but Jesus only had 12 followers Jesus didn't need that many followers to cast out devils to heal the sick to raise the dead he knew he was backed by an utterance that when he opened his mouth Listen, I love the kind of preacher that I ain't got nothing wrong with being, you being famous. I have nothing wrong with you being known. I have nothing wrong with you having followers. But my question is not, do people know your name? My question is, do demons know your name? Because when Jesus stepped into a room unknown by men, the demons manifested. They couldn't play comfortably behind the keyboard anymore. They couldn't sing in the choir and live in sin anymore. Demons begin to say, we know Jesus. We know you. We know who you are. Son of God, and Jesus' sword had penetration. His sword could divide the flesh, the bones, the spirit, and the marrow. Today's word and preaching has become so blunt that it cannot even divide the shirt that the person is wearing. We've lost this edge. 
And so I was sitting before God and I said, God, what about Nigeria for days? God, what about Nigeria? Next day, God, what about Nigeria? I got so frustrated, I thought maybe God was rejecting me. I kid you not, it was 11th December. I came to the same room and I said, God, what about Nigeria? And he spoke to me in Yoruba. I don't speak Yoruba. You know, anytime God speaks to me, the last time God spoke to me in a foreign language, he spoke to me in Portuguese. I was in Portugal, do you remember? And the Lord spoke to me in Portuguese. And he said something like, grande, grande, averigo, and he said it three times. I said, God, what does that mean? He said, and I woke up, I checked the dictionary, and it meant the big, big revealing, or the big, big exposure. And he wrote it on a chalkboard so I wouldn't forget it when I woke up. And I Googled what the word meant. And the word meant the big, big exposure or relitigation of an old case. And I said, God, what case are you relitigating? And he said, Ma uh, Madeline McCann. And I stood in the Algarve in Portugal and I prophesied, her captures will be found. It wasn't a few weeks later in the news that they found the person who did it and they put him in jail. So I'm sitting there and I'm hearing this word. Do you want to know what the word was? I'm embarrassed to say it. That's why I'm delaying because you're going, oh, you boy, see this, oh, you boy. Okay. Okay, let me compose myself. <laughs> so I said, to, I said, Lord, what, what? And the Lord said this word to me and nothing else. Sorasoke. I went to the dictionary and I looked it up and it wouldn't it be funny if in the year of the mouth God chose a word for Nigeria that said speak up it's time for you to open your mouth and use it it's time for you to prophesy because God said I pour out my spirit on all flesh and your sons and daughters this is the hour What happens next is going to be dependent on what you say. For the Bible says, arise and shine, for your light has come. The condition for shining is I must arise. God said to Esther, if you stay quiet at a time like this, Look at your neighbor and say, don't stay quiet. Look at your neighbor and say, don't stay quiet. It's time to use your mouth. It's time to speak up. It's time to go. Nigeria's dying because you're being quiet. Nigeria's dying because you're not arising. Nigeria's dying because you're not speaking up. Lift up your voice and say, give me a double portion. Come on, ask the Lord. I need a double tongue. Come on, it's time to pray. If you never spoke in tongues before, I declare. A sign and a wonder is coming. God is getting ready to make you a tongue of fire. Come on. So, so 
okay. okay. It's time to speak up. It's time to prophesy. It's time to use your mouth. I wish you could see what I'm seeing. I wish you could see what I'm seeing. As you're praying, God is giving you the tongues of angels. I see angels moving as you're praying. I see assignments coming as you're praying. I wish you could see what I'm seeing in the spirit. I see elections happening with your name on it. I see senators arising in this room. I see Deborah's arising. I see Esther's coming up. I wish you could see what I'm seeing as you're praying in the Holy Ghost. I see you coming into political offices. I see you standing in places of power. I see Mr. Governor. I see Madam Governess. A shift is happening. A shift is happening. A shift is happening. It's time to run. It's time to run. I see David's arising. I see hidden David's coming up out of the parapets, out of the woodworks. They're saying, who is this uncircumcised Philistine to defy the armies of the living God? Come on, pray in the Holy Ghost. I can see your season changing. I can see God bringing you into holes of power. Thanks for listening to this message from the Hills Church. Our mission is to love people, connect with family, and touch the world. Learn more on our website at www.ecclesiahills.org or email us at hello at ecclesiahills.org.